Hey everyone, it is Stephanie over at Closet Moms Podcast. Welcome to our episode number I don't know, it doesn't matter. This week we have a real life interview. This is so cool for us. Um, Instead of just the two of us talking your ears off, we wanted to bring somebody in new, give you a fresh perspective on a topic that I think is very important and a topic that comes up pretty much every conversation that I have. So um, we are talking mental health specifically for moms and our children. I think we go through um, a lot of stuff that we don't like to talk about because maybe we're embarrassed or we're ashamed or we feel like we can't feel those feelings. And today's guest is Sueli and she is here to tell you counseling is is good for you. It is okay. And it might even be necessary. So um, yeah, I'm very excited to introduce her. Um, Like I said, her name is Sueli and she grew up in a military family. So she's originally born in Panama. She lived in North Carolina and Virginia before her father was finally stationed in Central Florida where she now lives. She is happily married for 14 years to her husband, Joey, and they have a little girl. She is a graduate from Palm Beach Atlantic University, where she obtained her Master's of Science in Counseling Psychology with a specialty in mental health and her Bachelor of Science in Psychology. Currently, she is a registered mental health therapist intern, and her passion is working with women, couples, and families. She loves to see them flourish and change their stories. All right, so let's get right to it. Hi, Swelly. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you for coming on the podcast with me today. I'm very excited to talk about this, actually, because this is probably the most talked about conversation in every mom night I have, every play date I have. is like, I need to see a counselor. I need to go to a therapist. I need help. So this, I think, is going to resonate with a lot of women. Um, Can you give me a little bit of information about yourself, your background, just kind of introduce yourself to our audience? Well, hello, everyone. I am Sueli Rivera, but people call me Sue. Um, I currently am a mental health counselor. Um, it, well, it would be called a registered mental health counselor intern at Broken Wings. I grew up a military kid, and really what brought me into counseling was my mom. And uh, my mom has a severe mental illness, and I wasn't really told much about it growing up. Um, so I didn't understand what was going on half the time, and it created such a huge barrier between us that I really didn't have that mother-daughter connection that a lot of my friends grew up with. And so fast forwarding to becoming a mom in 2012, I was dealing with postpartum. I went to counseling myself and I realized I was just unfulfilled in life. And so I went back to school. So I hold my master's in counseling psychology um, from Palm Beach Atlantic University. Go sailfish. (laughs) (laughs) And um, currently I practice here in Lake Nona. So I was going to ask you where what got you into this career field, but it sounds like your your mom and um, just wanting to know more. Is that kind of how it went? Yeah. So being from a Latin family, we don't really talk about emotions and mm-hmm. things, and so and having a military father, and so unfortunately, we would see her have these episodes. I would hear that she's going to a hospital, and sometimes even her episodes, she would lash out on us, and so I didn't understand any of that, and no one explained it. Mm -hmm. And so for many years, it was just kind of this unspoken thing that something is weird with my mom. That's how we would describe it, me and my brother. And um, once even my parents divorced, our relationship just continued to deteriorate. And I just felt like I couldn't be by her. And so we just for many years didn't even speak. And yeah, so she is truly the real reason that I even had an interest in counseling and went to counseling for the first time when I was like 24, 25. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then, you know, it's just grown since then. And then literally having my daughter changed my life. Right. So would you, um, consider yourself to have a specialty? Um, under the umbrella of mental health, I get to work with all kinds of people, Mm -hmm. but I do love working with women. I love working with couples and teens. I do work with a select number of children just because it's great practice for me having a seven-year-old. Right. But um, I generally specifically work with more women, couples, and teens. Awesome. And so what is your philosophy on counseling and therapy specifically for moms and children? One thing that I always want people to understand is one size does not fit all. And so I integrate different approaches. And when I say approaches, it's pretty much the theories that you you hear about, like cognitive behavioral, emotion focus, play therapy for children. I prefer to not just have one tool. I love to integrate different things. And so I believe that what's important for my client is that holistic approach, Mm -hmm. mind, body, spirit. And I want them to understand that it's a safe place for them to be vulnerable. And so vulnerability looks different for different people. And so that's my biggest thing is I want them to come in and feel like they're talking to a friend, Mm -hmm. but a friend with expertise. I, I really tried to be intentional about not trying to just do cookie cutter version of therapy. Right. Yep. And I think that is awesome because a lot of women, um, specifically moms, feel almost embarrassed to go to see a counselor or a therapist. Like, what's wrong with me if I need help? And to go into a setting like that is very comfortable and can sort of take the stigma away from that. So I think that's awesome. Um, What has surprised you most about being a counselor? I don't even know if anything surprises me Hmm. anymore. Maybe that's why you're good at (laughs) it. (laughs) I don't know. I think part of it is also... I did my individual work for the last 15 years of my life on and off. And so being in the client seat and having to share and spill all that intimate stuff out, I think um, I'm not surprised because of my own brokenness Mm -hmm. that when someone else comes in, I'm like, I get it. I completely understand. Um, I will say I think the only thing that is very alarming is the amount of children and teens that are truly struggling with anxiety and depression. And that, I think, is probably the part that surprises me the most. Mm-hmm. And that is my biggest fear for my children is that. And and why I go to counseling because I don't want to put my kids in therapy later because I that is my biggest fear. I see it all over the news of children who are depressed and taking their lives, and I just can't imagine. And I wonder if it's more now or if it's just that we are becoming more aware of it now. Has it always been this way? I mean that it just it surprises me. I think what you're what you said there the the awareness. Mm-hmm. I think we're able to talk about it more, even though there's still these stigmas. Like for moms, you know, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to say like you you know you didn't like your child today, you right. know. Um, and so I think awareness is really increased. Um, but even culturally, there's still mm-hmm. aspects that you know it's still taboo to go and sit and talk with someone. So yeah, I agree with that. So do you, what is the biggest myth about, um, counseling? (laughs) I love this question because the biggest myth is that you have to go because you're crazy or you have some serious trauma or problem. The reality is, is if you go to your primary care for an annual exam Mm -hmm. or your OBGYN for your, your annual, Mm -hmm. it's the same concept except for your mental health. Sometimes you're going in and you really need to just kind of check in and have someone else who goes, hey, do you notice that there's an imbalance or do you notice that 
you're burned out? Have you, you know, these are stress symptoms or burnout symptoms, or it sounds like you're juggling with some anxiety and depression and not always having to just get on medication. There are natural ways to also deal with some of those things. Yeah. That's such a great analogy. I wouldn't, I would never have thought of that, but it is so true. What, what do you see is like the biggest obstacle in parents and moms specifically? I think specifically for moms, I would say it's who am I? Mm-hmm. We've become this role, right? We're a mom, we're a wife, we're career women or business women or stay-at-home moms, and we lose a sense of self. So I see this common theme of who am I, who am I outside of these roles, um, and the struggle between self-love and having that self-esteem and confidence in themselves. Yes, I totally agree. And I'm not a counselor. <laughs> but <laughs> for those listening, if you feel this way, you are not alone. The who am I question is huge. It really um, is. I think a lot of people don't even realize that they feel that way. They just, they're angry or they're upset. They have anxiety and they don't even know why. And at the end of the day, it's like, oh, because you don't know who you are. Exactly. And anxiety is one of the things that sometimes your anger really is masking is anxiety. Mm-hmm. That underlining fear of something or 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 worry that you might have. And so um, that is, that's a great point. That's huge. That is huge. Would you say that there is an expected amount of time that someone should spend in therapy? Is this something that once you start, you have to do it for the rest of your life or is it temporary? What do you think? You know, um, no two clients journey is the same. Mm -hmm. And so I usually tell my clients, we move at your pace. So some clients, you'll see them, they're, they go through it, they're consistent, they, they'll do the homework and they, they, they'll do the process. And so you'll see there, a lot of the things that they're going through, especially like the symptoms of like anxiety, you'll see that it alleviates and, and then two, three months they're doing well. I have some clients that because of the traumas or the things that they've gone through, it takes a little longer. And couples, couple work takes a while. Mm-hmm. So if it's, you know, you and your spouse, you definitely know that it's not going to be in two or three sessions. It's going to take some time, mm-hmm. especially if there's infidelities and affairs. Yeah. Wow. Or you just have a stubborn husband, but no, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, that too. <laughs> what would you say is the most challenging and what is the most rewarding part of your job? Oh, the, the, I would say the most challenging going back to the teens. Um, I think what has really broken me at times is seeing their brokenness and knowing that you have to call in a parent and normally it's the mom Mm -hmm. and the mom comes in and you're having to explain where they're at mentally and having to talk about going to behavioral hospitals to get assistance and seeing the brokenness of mom and child. Mm -hmm. It's, you can relate in every level, you know? And so there have been times where after that, those situations have finished, you go into the office and you're like, you shed a tear because mm-hmm. it hurts your heart to see a child or a teen going through that. And then seeing the mom suffering for their child. I think that's That'd the most challenging. That, that would be very hard. Yeah. I think um, rewarding. I love celebrating when my clients have those aha moments. We celebrate small victories. They they joke with me because I'm like, gold star, gold star. Mm-hmm. I'm always screaming out, gold stars. Um, just because I want them to know that this is what they're they're coming in for to achieve their goals. And and so we celebrate 
even the smallest achievements. Yeah, I you're speaking my language. You would if you ask any of my friends. I celebrate everything. My husband jokes. He's like, yeah, Stephanie has a T-shirt for everything. I always say celebrate everything. Cause. Absolutely. So can you explain, because um, you, you've mentioned trauma a couple times, what would be considered trauma and um, how do you typically handle that with clients? The best way to say is there's so many levels to trauma. We are kind of moving away. Uh, there used to be a way where we used to refer to it as big T, little T. Mm-hmm. Um, and big T was like these impactful, significant event that happens, right? Like a car accident or life-threatening injury, sexual assault, uh You'll hear it with uh, people who are coming back from war. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes that would be considered like a big T. And then the little T's would be like emotional traumas, like conflict, ending friendships, ending relationships. Um, And so, but overall, it's anything that is pretty much um, overwhelming you and your ability to cope. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it just shapes how you're behaving. It shapes how you're moving and operating in your day-to-day life. Um, even to the point where when you're at that place where you're even numbing out and you're just like going through the motions, you know, so trauma can affect you in that way too. Right. And that's interesting because I, before maybe even speaking with you, I would, you know, when I hear the word trauma, I think like, oh, someone lost a leg, you know, Mm -hmm. like something physical. Um, and it's, it's pretty enlightening to, to hear that it doesn't have to be something like that. And there may be um, people suffering from trauma and have no idea because they don't realize that something like that could impact them that way. Um, Specifically related to trauma, what kind of therapy um, is typically used for that? Well, the good thing now is that so many therapists are not just doing talk therapy. Talk therapy is great, but there are so many different avenues, even in our office. Um, we use in our office what's called the eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, which is EMDR. Mm-hmm. And so what those things are doing is they're helping reprogram or remap the way you're seeing the memory or how you've been coping with it. And so a therapist, they get certified in those, they get trained and certified in those things. And so there's EMDR, there's another one similar that's called art. So there's a lot of, um, different tools besides just talk therapy to Mm -hmm. help. Um, it's just making sure you find someone who has the correct training in it and, um, that they're trauma focused. Mm -hmm. Um, and going back to your, cookie cutter, there is no cookie cutter, um, method for therapy and for each client. Um, do you recommend any specific techniques or books for moms specifically who are coping, um, could be related to stress, like anxiety. People have like myself, mom guilt, mom anger, family relationships. What would you suggest? Oh, there are so many books. Um, I'm going to I'll give you some names now, and then I can also give you a list that we can maybe Perfect. share. Yep, and I'll, I'll put it on the website if, if anyone is interested. Yeah. Um, uh, one of my favorite books for moms is The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. She's amazing. She also has a parent book, The Imperfect Parent, mm-hmm. so that would be a great tool. Um, Girl, Wash Your Face. I love oh, Rachel Oh, I Hollis. love that book. <laughs> Me too. Um, I just think that, again, it goes back to women needing to know who they are and be okay with who they are, which also is another book, Present Over Perfect. Um, that's yep. a great read as well. Um, for those of you who are dealing with anxiety, um, there's a new, there's one book I'm reading now. It's not new, but it's new to me. Um, it's called rewire your anxious brain. Mm -hmm. Um, and actually gives tools within it as well. So I'm actually exploring that one right now personally. And then for couples, um, 
You can never go wrong with Dr. Sue Johnson, which is uh, Hold Me Tight. Okay. Um, or, I've never heard that one. Yeah, Five Love Languages. But yeah, I can definitely give you guys a list. Okay, cool. I will put that on the website for anyone who's interested. Um, so what would you say to um, moms who are considering counseling? Where would you begin? How would they? Um, what would they expect in the beginning? Um, first, I would tell them, go. Go! You got to do this. It's so important. Obviously, you got to look at where your area is at, um, what, who takes insurances, if they take insurances. There are some therapists who don't um, because of the, the red tapes behind insurance, but sometimes it's worth even paying out of pocket for mm-hmm. the right therapist. That first initial session is a get-to-know-you session. They gather some information, gathering background. Um, you'll have intake papers that kind of give some personal history as well. Um, you won't see a lot of therapy per se that first session. They have to go over HIPAA and confidentiality and consent to treat and all those things. So the first session is for you to kind of feel out. Um, Normally the therapist will also kind of share a little bit about who they are and their style, um, hopefully. (laughs) I know that's really important. Um, And you just want to make sure um, in the beginning, give it a couple weeks, you know, give it a a chance, uh, two, three sessions to make sure you feel like it's a good fit. One of the biggest things I, I try to explain to everyone is make sure you feel comfortable with your therapist. This is the person that you're going to share some of the most vulnerable things with. So if you feel like you can't connect, it's okay. And they don't take it personally because many therapists have their own therapists. And so they understand that mm-hmm. it requires the right fit for them. Awesome. Um, and then if someone is interested and they've heard this podcast and they really want to come meet you, where can they go specifically to connect with you? Um, so you can reach out. Um, there's multiple ways. We're here in Lake Nona. Um, our group is called Broken Wings. And it's actually um, in honor of our founder, Tammy's brother, who committed suicide. And so she has a foundation and a nonprofit. And her goal is to not only just um, provide counseling, but she also wants to have freedom homes to help uh, girls from sex trafficking. So she has uh, so many dreams. Yeah, it really is. Um, And so Broken Wings is here in Lake Nona. um, But you can reach out to us through letstalkcounseling.org. Um, and then we can also provide our phone number. It's on the website. Um, and our sweet secretary can get you guys in. Okay. I'm going to definitely link your page and your information to our, um, all of our social media. So anyone who's interested can connect. And, um, I highly recommend I've been doing counseling myself and it is helping tremendously. So, um, yeah. And I hope that this gives other women a little bit of courage to go to counseling and think it's okay and that there is help and there, there are solutions and they don't have to rely on Google all the time or they don't have to hide in their closet like I used to do. So, um, I really appreciate it. Thank you for doing this with me. No, thank you for having me. And I honestly, what you're doing today, um, is just allowing, um, the giving the platform for people to understand that it's safe to go and talk with someone about just everyday life stressors right. and that it's okay. And that is a judgment free place. Yes. And before I forget, we did talk about doing an event together. So we are working on an event so we can get a sort of like, what would you call it? A group session, like a group yes, mom um, session. Like we definitely, I, I, being a mom, I have a seven year old. And so being a mom, mom guilt, 
mom shame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is real. Um, social media, unfortunately, there's so many beautiful things to it. But then it's also like you see these highlight reels and you feel like I'm not good enough or I'm not doing the right things. And so what we want to do is create um, a group for women to feel safe to come and talk about these things and then even find ways to incorporate our children in like a mommy and me night where we can do some play activity where Mm -hmm. they can express themselves and you can connect. Um, But also just be able to, as women, come together and talk about some of the things that we're not normally allowed to talk about Mm -hmm. because you're not supposed to say some of these things. Right. So I'm very excited about that. We're going to get that in the book soon and I will give you guys all that information on our social media accounts and we would love for you to join us. Um, and then like you said, maybe we'll do some more sessions with the kids too. So that would be awesome. Um, thanks again and, um, be on the lookout for that event guys. Thanks. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to us every week. It is because of you that our numbers are growing each week. So we are so thankful and so appreciative. Um, if there's one thing we can ask, though, can you please go on to iTunes or Spotify or SoundCloud, wherever it is you listen to us on, and give us a five-star review? That really helps us to become a little bit more searchable um, and just does a lot for us, and it really costs you nothing. Um, so thank you so much. And then, as always, get on Instagram, follow our page, like us on Facebook, comment, share our post. All of these things can be done so easily, and but they help us so, so much. Um, so thank you for always being there for us, and we love you, and we will see you next time.